Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Right, guys, welcome back to Coaching Conversations with Pete and Yas. But before we get to today's episode... Just a quick announcement from our partnership with St. Mary's University Twickenham. Yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, I'm Ashley, our performance football coaching course lead, uh, as you know, as a member of our alumni. Um, our course is unique around the world, so we believe that we have a, a distance learning model that kind of works for everyone, regardless of where they are in the world. They can study football performance coaching from their environment and put it into their context. Amazing. And who is it for? So we really have lots of different unique opportunities. So you can be a pro license coach that we've had in the past. You could be a level two UEFA B coach. It's about putting it into your context. So we'll expose students to match analysis, uh, contemporary football coaching cultures, and they can put that into their own practice and improve their knowledge and understanding of the game. Thank you for that, Ash. And as an alumni member of St. Mary's University Twick, and I'm proud to announce the partnership that we've got going on, where each week myself and Pete will be delivering conversations around different how-to elements and analysis tips and obviously some insights from our own experiences as coaches and coach developers. So catch that on YouTube and every week on all major platforms where you can hear it in audio form as well. Right, everyone, welcome back to another Coaching Conversation with Pete and Yas. And today we'll be discussing the all-debatable opposed versus unopposed practice. What's the right balance? Pete, straight into it. Let's go for it, man. Uh, you know me on this one. I, I, <laughs> I, love, I love opposed practices. I, just, um, I think that unopposed practices, although they have their place, I think that what can happen with, um, you can be teaching the wrong things Mm. unopposed practice so you know players act make decisions based on what's happening in front of them mm. if nothing's happening in front of them then they'll make different decisions mm. so you could say oh yeah well you know um, they need to master the technique yeah great yes they do but how can you make that um, that mastering of the technique more game realistic because mm. I think that's the thing is, is that idea we're trying to teach them to play the game if yeah. we're trying to play, teach them to play the game, the game is opposed. So if we start putting unopposed stuff in there, yeah, you might be able to groove some stuff in them and, you know, you might want, uh, we want the ball to go in there, then you mm. make this run and then so on and so forth. But as soon as you put players in, every time I've seen it with a, you know, I see what happens. Mm. Because, don't forget, the other opposition or the, who you're playing against in training they know what you're going to do. Exactly. Right? So they're going to go, right, okay, we're going to stop that from happening. So what happens and what decisions do you make? Well, you groove that mm. certain thing in. Mm. Then you can't do it because the opposition or players have cheated against it because they've said, no, we're not going to let that happen. You know? Because if you say to them, then, no, you've got to make that happen. The players, it's not real, is it? Yeah, yeah and, and, and the players lose focus. 
So yeah. I think this idea of 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 unopposed, although I I, I feel yeah it has its it has its place. Yeah, I think I'm I'm always going to sit on the side of opposed. Right. So you know I, I fully agree with you, but I'm going to come back to a couple of things that you've just said. Then I want to start with that last piece. It's got its place. Yeah. So you've said that twice now. Mm. What is its place? Is the, qu- the, the the place is if say for example you've got a player or a group of players who basically it's their technique that's letting them down. You might work a little bit on that to kind of get them into the idea of actually, but this is where you have to be specific because this is the thing about it is you can't be like wishy-washy about it. I want you, and you might say, say, yeah, just pass it in there. Yeah, that part, yeah, that's it. And the pass goes off. You go, okay, unlucky, let's do it again. No, you have to then go, that ball went out of play because you did this. Mm. And that's what keeps happening in games. I don't want you to do this. I want you to do, do it like this. So they get in the idea of, say, for example, because it might be that player who, who might always want to hit, use the outside of their foot. I used to have a player who used to always kick the ball with the outside of his foot. I say, no, no, no. It keeps bending out of play. Use the inside of your foot. Get used to doing that. Mm. Groove that, that technique mm. f- first in this instance because you're going to open your body out and then you're going to go into that space with that. Now think about the weight of pass. Now think about blah, think about that. So you're being really specific mm. about what you want from the player. That way you can get something out of it. But very quickly after you've done that, you've got... No, do you know what I think? That, and, I, and I get where you're, I get where you're coming from, right? And the, the, when people ask me the question around unopposed versus opposed, mm. I, I look at it this way. I, I agree with you. It's got a place. Mm. My... My viewpoint of it is with unopposed practice, mm-hmm. you might get some benefits from mm-hmm. it, and I'm not saying there isn't, mm-hmm. but it's two parts. One, are the benefits worth it in comparison to what you could get from doing opposed practice, right? <laughs> that's, that's one aspect of it. And two, if it's unopposed, my challenge is why am I getting people to come to my environment to practice unopposed when it's stuff they could be doing outside of it as extras? And those that do want to develop that much further, Mm. they will probably take it upon themselves to go and do that work Mm. anyway. Mm. There might just be some framing and some structure Mm. that you can provide them through unopposed practice Mm. to do it. And then I look at it as this, well, why would I want unopposed practice like me moving 10 miles an hour mm. when I've got the potential to move 30 miles an mm. hour with opposed practice? Mm. Now, the difference being the 30 miles an hour in opposed practice, mm. I might be going through a few roundabouts on the way. Mm. Whereas I'm moving 10 miles an hour mm. on unopposed practice just on a straight road. Mm. Now, the analogy is quite simple in that there's going to be bumps in the roads. There's going to be, there's going to be, you know, um, detours or whatever you want to call them. But actually, because they're doing it in line with what the speed limit is and they're doing it on the actual real roads, if you like, they have to learn to experience mm. what those maneuvers are. Just, it's just like driving. Mm. We're not driving now the way we are now, the way, you know, how, how we were when we first started driving. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like when I was when I, I driving for maybe 15 years, you had horse and carriage in your days. <laughs> <laughs> but the point, the point I make is through experience that we get it right. And if we're not exposed to the things that are going to have an influence on our ability to perform in those moments, <laughs> then fundamentally, how do we get familiarized with it? So I actually have a viewpoint. I say that unopposed practice, um, if done 
appropriately, I think it could be one of the highest forms mm -hmm. and most useful forms of coaching. However, I think there also needs to be a distinguished element of what do we mean by unopposed and what do we mean by opposed? Now, opposed doesn't mean all of a sudden, right, bang, it's 11 v 11 mm. or it's full Agreed. 7 v 7. Actually, no, opposed could just simply mean that there is an opposition involved. Mm. Therefore, you have those contextual variables that you need to interact with to mm. understand, actually, that technique that I've been drilled on for the last 10 mm. minutes, unopposed, mm. no longer works because Pete's mm. in the way of the pass. Mm. So what do I have to do in order mm. to create the opportunity to mm. utilize that technique whilst Pete's in there? Mm. So it might not actually just be as simple as let's play that pass or let's mm. dribble that ball. But then something that kind of came into mind as you were speaking earlier about, well, you need the opposition, right? There's still a way that you can kind of, you know, if you like, um, bring both together and bleed both ideas together in that actually it could be that we recognize this person needs mm. um, an element of technical work mm. around running with the ball. Mm. But they also need that element mm. of decision making around when to pass mm. or how to pass. So you might even set up a practice where actually the practice might be 20, 30 yards long. The first the practice starts with them being on the edge of the edge mm. of the practice, 20 yards running with the ball, and mm. now you're in a 10 by 10 mm. space where you might mm. have to make that pass or whatever that mm. looks like. So there is a way to kind of bring both together, but mm. fundamentally the challenge I'd put out there is why would you move 10 miles an hour when you can move 30? I mean, I, I, listen, I, I'm kind of not disagreeing with you. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you it, in a lot of this. I think what, I, what I'm, I'm really loath to say is this, is that um, um, uh, there's no place for unopposed practice and it should always be opposed. The reason why I say that is this, because quite often somebody comes along and proves you wrong and shows you that there is a way of using really good um, mm. unopposed practice. And I'm sure there's lots of people out there who actually do do that very well. Um, but for me, me, and I have to talk from my own personal point of view, I try to stay steer away from unopposed practices. And the reason why that is, is because is, as you said, it's about that idea of, you know, why move 10 miles an hour if you could move 30 miles an hour. My thing about it is, uh, why I talk about opposed practices more, is because I want the players to make a decision. Mm. That's everything it to me mm. is about the decision that the player makes. If the player makes a decision based on a, a circumstance where there's no opposition mm. in front of them, and there might be times in the game where there is no opposition, mm. um, if they're deep in their own half or or what have you, and the team have backed off or whatever it is, then they're going to have to make a decision based on that. However, I think this idea of what um, decision a player makes when they are either being challenged for a ball when they're challenging for a ball or when they're about to play a ball. Because if you think about a defensive practice, try and do a defensive practice without opposition. Mm. Really, it's like, it's practically impossible. Yeah. So this idea of unopposed for, uh, unopposed for me is around the skill of you as a coach. Mm. What skills do you have to make that unopposed practice very close to the game? There might be things that you might put in there that you mm. might use uh, interference. Because that would still be pretty but much unopposed. I'll be honest, personally, I'm, I'm, I'm not really for the idea of interference either because you you don't respond to it in the same way. I get the concept mm. behind it. I get the, I do understand it. But I will try and veer away from interference. What I would probably be more likely to do is actually, do you know what? I'm going to pass the ball to this camera. Mm. Um, but we've got to work up and down a lateral line, mm. if you like, and 
I've got to find the right time to mm. play the ball to the camera mm. without you intercepting it. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, just because you're there, and I might just say, do you know what, Pete, you can only, you can only move one mm. step either side, left mm. or right, right? But you've got to create an angle where you block mm. the camera. Now, that in, you can't win the ball off me. Mm. I'm just putting a constraint mm. on you, which means you can only intercept. Mm. That in itself, I think, is enough of an, in, uh, enough of an opposition to get the ball rolling on the argument against unopposed practice. And then coming back to what you said a few moments ago about that decision-making piece, I think, and I'm generalizing here, this is just from conversations I've had with coaches and how people have viewed it. I don't think enough appreciation gets put on the plaque. No, actually the whole thing is a decision. Mm -hmm. There are so many decisions within mm -hmm. the greater decision in the fact that actually it's not as simple as where should I pass it, mm -hmm. but actually recognizing I've chosen this is where I'm mm -hmm. gonna pass it. I now need to know what the decision is around how I'm going to strike it to mm. get it there. Mm -hmm. yep. So within the decision making, it's still largely technical. Anyway. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I, and, and again, I, I, I don't disagree with you. For me, interference, if the interference is ever changing, I think that's also that makes you make this. So you might be having two practices going on, two, two, two sets of players mm. are doing the same thing in a certain area. And all of a sudden, you have nobody in front of you. Then you have two or three people in front of you. Then you have one person in front of you. And then you still have to get it to a certain plan. We used to do an old practice many years ago where it was you had to. Many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I still do that. <laughs> where you had, you had, um, you, you, you numbered the players one to five. And there was players um, who were. Um, also, another set of players, one to five. So might have three sets of players, one to five. And you had to get the ball from player one to player five yep. in, a set, in a small area. And the first team... But why to, the other groups are doing it at the same oh, time? Exactly, yeah. Okay. first team to get to five won the, won, the, won the game. And that was quite a good practice because you had people moving around uh, all around the practice. Now, some said, oh, you could just stand in the line. But you weren't allowed to. So you had to... You know, I think you gridded off the box and you had to mm. move around the boxes yeah. and so on and so forth. You couldn't have one person in the same box and something like that. I can't remember exactly how it, because I've done it for, for, for a number of years. But, yeah, a number of years. <laughs> 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 but, but again, it, that, that interference, you see players making mistakes, even though they knew that nobody could take the ball off them, they would still make mistakes based around um, uh, the fact that it was mm. interference. But again... For me, I would only do that. I would only do that practice for maybe two, three minutes, because for me it was always about Saturday. I, I, I need them. To, I need them to understand what's going to happen to them on Saturday mm. or Sunday, mm. whatever, whatever the game day was. I really need that. And also, what you said about your about time. If you've got an hour for your training session, and you want them to be ready for the Saturday. Well, you need to put them in a practice that's going to be getting them ready for the Saturday mm. or the Sunday, whatever day it is they play. Mm. You have to do that because you, you don't have a huge amount of time. Mm. So you've got to think about what's the most effective use of your time mm. at that time. You know, people see 
unopposed practices on the TV with professional clubs and so on and so forth. Well, professional clubs can do that. They've got five, five days, days a week. In the, in Plus the week. Where, yeah, and right. sometimes I, they might have double sessions and whatnot. Exactly. And yeah. you might be doing it because you just want to get the players loose. They might be doing it, which I do know this happens. They might be doing it for the cameras. Yeah. They're doing the practice for the cameras because they're not going to do uh, their... their their, 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 their match prep their match practice yeah. in front of uh, all the news cameras and the, the opposition's watching it yeah. and, and Bielsa doesn't even have to leave his house yeah. <laughs> I do want to watch the news <laughs> I've heard that Arsenal are on but you know it's that kind of thing and I think mm. you know understanding why you do something mm. is the biggest part of do this you, do you think and this is a conversation I've, I've tried to challenge coaches to think about recently mm. is that do you think a lot of unopposed practice is used to mm, Manage the ego of a coach. No, I think a lot of unopposed practices is done, especially in, I'm, I'm talking about here grassroots, right? It's done because they've seen it on TV. Mm. That's why they've done it. They've seen it on TV. It's the understanding of that mm. is what's, what's what's key. Yeah, you might say it might be because the you know sometimes it might be something that the coaches has seen. As I said, somebody, the coach has seen somebody do it. I think I really like that. That looks really pretty and everything mm. else. But is it effective? It but looks nice, but is it effective? Yeah, mm. we run to the car, we come off. Yeah, but, but, but in there, but yeah, you want yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, back in there. Yeah, all right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, me now. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks lovely, but is it going to help you on the side? No, but, but, but does it really? Because the thing is, like, the reason why I ask the question is because I feel a lot of it has to come down to whether they've thought about it consciously or not, but my observation is I, th I think it comes down to a lot of coaches wanting to feel like they're in control of the session. And I think the unopposed practice allows them to have that. Whereas the unopposed stuff, uh, sorry, the fully opposed stuff or the more game-based stuff takes them to a point where it's almost like they've got no idea what's going to happen right mm. now. So mm. they then have to put certain conditions on it to maybe try mm. and bring in and maintain some control over it, whether that be two-touch and because they they think that's going to do them, well, actually, the reality is if we're playing two-touch and I'm and I'm playing two-touch when there's no one near me, mm. should I be using two touches? Yeah, exactly. Or should I be holding on to the ball a little bit longer? You know, but that's a separate conversation mm. itself. So uh, that's where my thoughts, I think a lot of coaches, maybe consciously or subconsciously, more importantly, do have an element of control. Yeah, it, control is, is, a, is a big piece of that. And I think it helps coaches if they're, especially if they're quite new, um, it helps them to, to, to gain that semblance of control. And, and, and again, there's kind of nothing wrong with that. Mm. But I must admit, I, I, I'm just going back, I'm just thinking about, uh, and I was trying to think back about times when I've seen unopposed practices. And uh, I remember um, um, seeing an unopposed practice um, 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 put on by Dick Bate, um, uh, God rest his soul. And that worked. And, it, and I tell you why it worked. Go the on. reason why it worked was because of the detail that the man right. used. 100%. So detailed. So give, give us an example, because like I said, they, 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 I'll come back to the point I made earlier. I think unopposed practice, if delivered properly, yeah. could be some of the, one of the most beneficial ways to mm. do things. But it has to be done properly in the sense that detail. It has to be it has detail. to be done. No, it's not just what's happening with the player on the ball in the moment, mm. but also the detail that goes with helping the players understand the context of that moment exactly, exactly when yeah. they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a skill. It's a real skill. 
it's hard. Listen, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. I'm not good at it. I am not good at it because I don't practice it. Um, but there are others out there who are very good at. It. I've seen I've seen uh, coaches um, um, who work for for, for um, professional clubs who work um, at the higher level at um, England and stuff like. And they're good at it because it's something that they practice. Mm. And, and and but they but all of them the the the, the truth of it is. It's, it's contextual. Exactly. We are going to do this because these are the movements that you're going to make and so on and so forth. Then they put them into an opposed practice because they've, they've done it. Now they've got to go, do I go in here or I go in here? Because now the situation has changed. Because within that context, and this was the thing with the Dick Bates session that I saw, it was so, I mean, honestly, I watched it and the pace of the session, the way the ball was moving about and the way he explained it, to, you've got to play it like this. This is the type of pass that you've got to play. This is the ball speed of the pass. This is the blah. This is the and it layered the, the information, 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 information. So when they went out on the pitch, he put so many I, the ideas into their players' mm. heads that they were actually able they're to really visualise. Yeah, exactly. Visualising, he was you know he was a great orator, and he was able to say this is what's going to happen. So it was almost like he told a story mm. through the unopposed practice. And I think the subconscious thing that happens within that is as players start to trust your methods, mm. they start to challenge less mm. your thinking, your thoughts, your ideas. And yeah. like, actually, do you know what? Pete said this, this, and mm. this, and it's, it's, been, it's, been hit, it's hit mm. the nail on the head. And it's, it's, a, it's a piece that I talk about. It's a, that's what helps you build credit in the bank mm -hmm. with yeah. your players. Because mm. once they understand that what mm. you're saying works mm. and there's a method mm. to the madness, mm. whatever it is, mm they will start to follow you mm. blindly and not, not, to the, not to their detriment. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? I think, yeah, I think you have to build trust in the players. Trust in the players is they, if they don't, they fundamentally don't believe in what you're saying, then basically it will fall down anyway. Um, but if, if, if they can see it, how it relates to them, mm. then they go, oh, I get it. And when it works, they'll go, yeah, the governor, you know, I remember I heard um, uh, um, um, uh, Anthony Gordon talk about uh, um, Eddie Howe when he moved him from midfield into centre forward, and he said uh, the gaffer was a genius by doing that because he'd scored a goal, and he, said, and he just kind of said it tongue in cheek. But what he's saying is I trusted him to allow me to, to mm. for me to go up and basically I would play him by scoring the winning goal. Mm. So he, you could see that. They, they, the players believe in what Eddie Howe is saying. Mm. So it's that piece that they, they, they bought into something, they believe in it, and so they do it. Mm. So he'll ask them to do something else and say, okay, I know you might think it might not work, but trust me on this one. So again, you, you'll use that, that, that term, credit in the bank. That credit in the bank, you can use it at any, any, exactly. any stage. And that might be, you might want to experiment with something. And, then, and it's really important that you go, you know what, that didn't work. Mm. Okay, fine. That, that, that can equally earn you credit in the bank. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because yeah. it's actually really able to recognise, you know what, that mm. was on me. Yeah. But but even even in some moments, actually, I, I, I know in the past where I've, I've actually been to plays and I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got an idea. I want to try it. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. And, yeah. then we'll, and then we'll explore and we'll, yeah. we'll reflect and we'll yeah. decide whether it's worked or not. Mm. But if it works, happy days to me. Yeah. So if yeah. it doesn't work, 
Yeah. I'm blaming you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on, but on a serious note, I think it's just getting them to understand that sometimes, and I think that's the that's the human element, right? Because it's mm-hmm. almost like, yeah, I am the coach. I know you expect me to know a lot, mm. but I don't know it all. Mm. So I'm also trying things. Mm. So if we can try things together mm. and create a culture of trying, mm. yeah. then hopefully we'll be better in, a, in a better place for the future. So mm. verdict, unopposed versus opposed. I think I think I know exactly <laughs> what you're going to say. Uh, me personally, I am uh, uh, an opposed uh, coach. I like opposed practices, whether that be even-sided, uneven-sided. I think it's, it aids players' um, decision-making. But I think unopposed practices can work if you have real detail within your unopposed practice and they and the players can see how it relates to them in the game. 100%. I think you're spot on and I fully agree with you. The only thing I'd layer on top of that is just the consideration of just because you've got opposition in there doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to respond to it the same way with your match day. So can you try and create situations where the opposition is behaving in alignment to what you'd expect them to behave on a match day. Mm-hmm. And there you have it, guys. Another coaching conversation with Pete and Yas. And today we discussed the differences between unopposed and opposed practice and what we might prefer one amongst one another. Let us know your thoughts. Hit the subscribe button. Leave some feedback. And until next time, guys, take care. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.